What is up, friends? Welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. It's me, Mike Burns, and today we have a very special episode uh, because it's the first of something. This is the first time that we've had two guests on the podcast at the same time. Normally, we've only got one, but today we broke the mold and we've got two. We've got Adam Bush and Chris Munch. They are stand-up comedians and comedy actors and comedy writers, and they've just recently made some big changes in their lives where they stepped out of their former career and moved into a brand new job pursuing their dreams. So you're going to love this conversation with Adam and Chris. So welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. Chris, Adam, thank you guys so much for being here. This is so much fun. Welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. These guys are uh, amazing uh, comedians, actors, and I could uh, list a lot of things. And it's fun for me because I've actually followed you guys for a long time, and that sounds creepy. Um, it's it's mostly just looking in your windows at nighttime, but um, right. outside oh, of that. That's comforting. Yeah, good. So uh, on the podcast, uh, we've talked to people who are um, actors, musicians, uh, authors, all sorts of things. And the the fun thing is, uh, like, we're just trying to figure out if maybe we're a little bit alike. And on the spectrum of people who might be a little bit like me, uh, you guys are at the tops of people that might be similar to me based solely on mm-hmm. on uh, previous work experience. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. everybody might not know listening to the podcast. Uh, I work on a church staff and a, a creative uh, element and uh, you guys did the Lame. same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super dumb. <laughs> uh, boring. Let me, oh my goodness. Get it together. Yeah, no, that's the worst, but no, you guys, uh, you have uh, done something really cool, which is uh, you've taken a big step uh, professionally and transitioned uh, from uh, doing, uh, working in a church uh, to following your dreams. And so um, maybe for some people listening to the podcast. This is their first time uh, hearing from you guys. So just real quick, uh, for people who may not know you guys, uh, like give us the rundown. Who is Adam? Who is Chris? Let's start with Adam. Yeah. I started working at a church when I was 24 and, uh, it was actually for a guy that my dad worked for when he was younger. And I worked there for 15 years. I was a writer primarily. I worked in children's ministry for a long time. And then I transferred over to storytelling and that's what I did until about nine months ago. That's awesome. What then would you start a uh, startup? Oh, uh, well, in the middle of, um, uh, I became a comedian about four years ago, uh, won a contest to perform before Mike Permiglia on Broadway. And, uh, it was kind of the beginning of my stand-up career. I had written a television show before that. And so the two kind of coincided and, uh, then in the last year, uh, the stand up and the television show picked up, uh, in a big way where I was able to, it was a kind of a perfect transition the, the, the job was in a good spot to transition it to the next generation. And I was able to become a comedian and a writer full time. And that's what I do every day, every day of my <laughs> life. Every day. Every day. <laughs> That's actually incredible because like, okay, I'm just going to throw this out there and this is the same thing uh, for Chris in a second too, but uh, the jobs that you guys have now, they sound so like completely unattainable. Like everybody Mm -hmm. in Lakeland, like on the top of the list, isn't being a comedy writer for a TV show. And so that you have like figured that out and transitioned to that is just so cool. So congratulations on that. Even thank just from the beginning. Thank you. It could all come crashing down any minute. So. <laughs> Gotta we'll love a little happens. bit of optimism. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. 
<laughs> All right, Chris, for people that don't know you, uh, give us the 411 on Chris Munch. Yeah, so I uh, worked in a church for 20 plus years, got my start doing comedy sketches for that church. Like in our youth group, I used to do sketch comedy every week. Um, and then after doing that for several years, ended up getting hired on just to do you know, customer service. You know, so I used to so cool. help people so cool. buy puppets and uh, oh, man. <laughs> curriculum and things that like life? that. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Uh, and then got onto the the creative team. So we started. We would for I don't know ten fifteen years. We would plan the services and create you know funny moments or just poignant moments in the services. Yeah. Uh, you know, did that for years, and then after that just kind of felt like it was time for me to kind of step out. I wasn't, I wasn't performing as much and was really feeling a draw to want to do that more and didn't really know how I was going to do that, but I felt like it was time to take a step. So I started, um, uh, just kind of doing freelance video production and stuff like that. And, uh, a friend of mine was like, dude, you know, you gotta start putting some stuff on social media. And I was kind of like, I don't know that I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) and uh he just kind of talked me into it and so i started just kind of doing silly characters and things like that and just started to gain some traction with that and so now i basically do that full-time um and also do you know comedy shows and acting and stuff like that so that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, in a fun way, you've kind of blown up on TikTok. Um, I've seen yeah. the things you put out there. It's just so much fun. Uh, the characters yeah. you do. So it's great. So. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy doing it. All right. So uh, the name of the podcast is maybe you're like me. And uh, the thing we're trying to do is figure out if maybe uh, if everyone, if we're all like, we've all got dreams, we all got hopes and fears and stuff. And yeah. so something we try to do on the beginning of the podcast is if we're going to get past uh, the filters and the, the, the version you put of yourself online, uh, we got to start with the filtered version. So if somebody's just following you on Instagram or TikTok, who is the Adam and Chris they're seeing? Um, okay. So, so, I wasn't really on social media. Like I never really posted very often, rarely if ever. So um, kind of for the reason of like, I don't like the comparison game and all that stuff that kind of comes with social media. Yeah. It can be, I know I experienced it watch, looking at other people doing cool stuff and kind of feeling like, uh, they're living this amazing life and I have this boring life or whatever. Uh, and so, um, you know, as far as who, who, who am I online? Like now I don't, I don't really post much personal stuff online. It's all just comedy stuff. I try to think of posting online as me trying to serve people and, and give people joy and fun and all of that rather than just kind of talk about me, but. Sounds good. It's way better than mine. Mine's just pictures of my kids. (laughs) And, uh, occasionally (laughs) if my Jimmy John sub is really good looking, that's, that's about it for me. You got to keep people updated on, on the food. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Adam? Uh, I mean, I, Chris, tell me if I'm wrong. I got to feel like I'm an open book online because I post so many stories. Um, So honestly, if, so, if I was, if somebody was like, how do I get to know you? I'd be like, you can just go to my Instagram and watch a bunch of my stories. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I only post, I, I like primarily post uh, clips from my standup shows. Some of the stuff from our, our podcast, risk it for the biscuit. And uh, they're mostly stories about my life, which is kind of my, my bread and butter being a comedian. So yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I think I don't know. Am I wrong, Chris? Do you, do you get a filtered version of me, or you feel I like it's? I don't. I don't look at your stuff online. So you, know, oh, you don't follow me. Okay. okay. I, don't, okay. I don't think I follow you. Yeah. All right. Now that that's hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I think. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Somebody actually. I'm I'm super cool and did a podcast uh, interview right before this podcast. Whoa! And the, oh wow! The last question the guy asked me was what do you wish people knew about you? And I was like, dude, I talk so much. If, if you don't know something about me, it's just because you tuned me out. So I don't know. <laughs> when does that episode of Smartless come out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, awesome. all right. So, uh, we do this podcast in a couple of rounds of questions and actually this is kind of fun and weird. Cause this is the first time that we've done a podcast with more than one person. And so, uh, it's fun trying to figure out this side of it with you guys. So imagine we're on a weird third date. Uh, I'll be the, the, or on a first date and uh, I'll be the third wheel, I guess, asking both of you questions, okay. but uh, you guys are both into comedy. You're in comedy. If you had to make a, uh, a mountain Rushmore of comedy, uh, who's your four guys on your Mount Rushmore of comedy? Mm. Uh, go ahead, Adam. Oh man. I mean, Mulaney's at the top. Okay. Nate, okay. Nate Bergazzi. Oh man, that's a hard one. I don't know what Chris, who am I meant missing that I I mean I don't know, Steve Martin? Yeah. Yeah. Um or yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a I mean that the, this Mount Rushmore for me could be bigger. I was All right. say, do you have any like different generation people that you are they all kind of or like do you have, do you have like old school comedians that have impacted you? I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not supposed Bill to be asking the questions. Mike's no, doing no, no. the questions. Bill Cosby would have been on there at one point. That's not a... Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's funny because it's like, what, like, all-time Mel Rushmore? I mean, Seinfeld. It, but, like, who mm. am I listening to right now mm-hmm. is, it, you know, mm. this, is, this is... I would say, I would say these guys are within my generation. So, for Bigley and Nebergazzi and... You know, Taylor Tomlinson, um, uh, Mulaney, of course. I mean, like, if any of them are in town, if I don't have a show, I'm going. Yeah, absolutely. Or you're, you're probably opening for them or they're opening for you, one of the two. So I hope so. I'm, <laughs> yeah, they're not opening for me, but I'll open. Hey, they're listening. <laughs> they do, actually. Call. Yeah. Uh, no, John Mulaney yeah. is an active listener. So, John, yes. yeah. boy, Adam, yes. you got this. <laughs> what about yeah. for you, Chris? Yeah, I go back to more of like actors. Uh, Jim Carrey is this yeah. kind of, I think, the guy who, and you see it a lot in in my mannerisms and stuff. He was kind of the, the my idol, the one I emulated uh, growing up. But then also those old school SNL guys, Mike Myers, Chris Farley. Um, yeah, you know those guys would be up there. But then, but then I would say, for, as far as stand up goes, Mike Birbiglia for me is like, okay, he just I just love his style. Yeah. The, um, did we get you to four? That feels good. Yeah. The, uh, four, yeah. when I was thinking about it, I, I don't know why I defaulted to, uh, actually, you know what? I didn't, I put Steve Martin, Martin short. Those guys are oh, Martin short, oh. Martin shorts. Incredible. Martin short. Um, and then he's I, offended. he was listening. Yeah. He's, he's very offended <laughs> right now. Dang and it. then I lumped all the Monty Python guys together. I don't know if that's legal. Mm. 
Um, but I did. So, <laughs> sure. uh, some weird. Yeah, that's that's hard because I didn't even. I mean, I didn't even mention Chris Farley. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the SNL I grew up on. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Those guys were huge influences on on my style and what I like to do. And like, I'm kicking myself now too. Like, so I've got all those Python guys. Uh, Conan O'Brien is uh, a huge mm. uh, influence on me. But then, like, uh, if my wife just the other night, she texted somebody that like 90% of my physical anything is like 90% Will Ferrell or 20% Jack oh, Black. Um, there's just, yeah. there's so many good ones. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I used to watch uh, School of Rock so much that I would whatever Jack Black would do. And it was real bad for a little bit. And so anybody (laughs) who knew me about 10 years ago, uh, just forgive me now. That's that's on me. So. All right. So that was the first date round. Yeah. Uh, if we were on the first date, um, I don't know if I'm super into Mike Birbiglia. I'm just kidding. So uh, I think first okay. dates, you guys did great. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. All right. So hey, next round of questions. Nicely. Oh yeah. No, things are, uh, things are going on here. So it's second or third <laughs> date here. Um, uh, but no, the next round, I call it the slow round. Um, if you are a fan of Mike Birbiglia's podcast, uh, he does a round called the slow round. And, uh, mm, these questions, it, it. yeah, it's a good one. Uh, these questions are a little bit less like, uh, fun. I like John Mulaney and a little bit more of who you guys are, uh, on uh, the inside, maybe a couple layers down. And so, um, so you guys have done something that it scares, uh, the pants off of a lot of people and you've made a huge transition in your life. Um, uh, you left what could be uh, seen as a super stable and, uh, like, constant job and you guys are doing something that's that's huge like what did it take for you guys to make that that leap of faith uh, to risk it for the biscuit if you will oh good lord what did it take uh it um (laughs) stupidity uh some sort of blind optimism um uh yeah i i i think i think for me it probably would go back to when when I had the when I had the job, there were things that I I was doing on the side that, and I loved my job, and it was a dream job to begin with. But there were things that I was doing at night and and on the weekend that were fostering just creative parts of my life that I had, you know, accessed in in other areas. For me specifically, yeah, it was a television show that I wrote and produced. It took me about six years, and it was a it's a kids show. And that when, when that got picked up, um, it was kind of the beginning of just like, Oh, there's some other, like, I, I am good at this. I could, I could, I could, it wasn't that I was thinking I could make a living at this as much as I was just thinking like I could do this, but having done that, making a season and a bunch of episodes, it like led to people asking me, could you help work on this television show? Or, you know, eventually being a showrunner on the television show that I'm on now. So I would say mine was less about like, I I did risk it, but it was a pretty calculated risk. And so I was, I did have something to, I was going towards something. It wasn't just like, all right, I quit my job. Now I'm going to be a television writer. I mean, I had been a television writer for almost eight years Mm -hmm. before I quit my job. And the same thing with comedy. I'd been doing comedy for four years or about three years before I made the jump. So I think, I think that in, it makes sense, doesn't it? Like it was, it's not that it was just like a foolproof plan, but I didn't have nothing. Yeah. Right. I mean, but yeah. So yeah. like when you were first starting out, so you started doing stand up, and then uh, 
uh, part of your strengths is storytelling. And so, um, just from watching from a distance. And so you guys, it seems like from, again, this is from an outsider perspective from 800 miles away or something, or maybe probably more than that. I don't know how geography works, but, um, it seems like you, you have your strengths of storytelling and then putting jokes together and making comedy pieces. And then like, what, like, was there like a catalyst? Like, this is it, this is really what I want to be doing. Like, was there like an aha moment for you? For me, I, I'm always talking about open doors. I, Chris and I talk about that a lot. They're just a lot of, I, I was doing things to help. Like I, I was writing and I was performing and people knew that, but whenever doors started to open up that I will, I wasn't just like pushing open. That was really for me, what became indicators. Like, I got a dry bar special about two and a half years into, into doing this. I didn't, I didn't make that happen. Someone found my stuff and, and, and pitched it for me, but that's a big open door. And so I, I feel like in my life, cause like if you're a guy like me, this is, I, I, I kind of always want to do a lot of things. And when it can be easy to just kind of like, just like try to make things happen. But I found that when things are kind of naturally coming to me based off of things I'm doing, but, but, you know, churches are calling me and asking me to come out and perform or people are going out of their way to say, Hey, I really like this about you. I, when I, when I see those indicators, then I'm, I'm typically like, okay, I think we're maybe headed in the right direction. Like here's a good one. I actually, Chris, I haven't even really told you this, but like early on in my career, in comedy, I got an agent, uh, not a, not a, or a, a commercial agent. And some, he just, he saw me at a festival and he said, I'd love to represent you. And he has sent me on many, many auditions. I have not gotten one of them and they have been fun, but it's not a strength of mine. Not that I can't act at all. I, I can, but it's, it's, it's not the thing. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> But it's not the thing that I'm not. So, you know, any day now, it's an, I'm an email away from being like, maybe this isn't a great partnership or whatever. Um, so, you know, I think that maybe answers your question. Yeah. Is it I the hope. same for you, Chris? Like, do you feel yeah. like you just see these open doors and it's like led you to to that kind of stuff? Or what's what's going on? How is, have I, you I, found I your way there? I would say, like, I would say maybe I, I push back on the phrase, follow your dreams a little bit. Like, like as a Christ follower, I would push back on that idea. For me, it was, I, I think it was recognizing that I was in a place that I, I was not using my talents and my gifts, uh, maybe to, to their full potential. Um, and, and really just seeking God about how, how do I feel like you gave me these gifts? I feel like since I was a, a kid, uh, I would, or maybe, maybe a teenager, I, I was, there were, God was giving me opportunities or I was finding myself in opportunities where I was able to perform and, and the way people would respond to me, I just felt like, oh, I'm really, I'm really good at this. And I'm different than other people that do this or uh, just acting or whatever. Um, and so I, I've always felt like there is this gift inside of me to, to perform. And I, and I just kind of feel like, where I was at, those, those opportunities weren't really there anymore. And so it was like, okay, God, what do you want to do with this? And, um, and man, the church was super supportive. It was wonderful. It was a great transition, but it just, 
for me, it was more about a stepping out of going, how do I serve more people with these gifts that I have? And I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but I, I, um, I, I want to, I want to look back on my life and, and feel like I, I squeezed every ounce out of my ability that I, that I could. And, and I, I just finally, I mean, it was a long process. It was a several year process before I got to the place where I felt peace about, I think it's time for me to step out. So, um, but, I, but I, when I say like that idea of just like following my dreams, I think sometimes that gives the impression that if you were just in the right job or if you were just doing the right yeah. thing, then you'd be happy. Yeah. Then you'd be totally fulfilled. And then, and I, I don't think that's always true. Um, so, so that's where I would say uh, it was more of like an act of, I feel like obedience because it's been a lot harder in a lot of ways than I, than I thought it would be like sharing myself with the world. For sure has been way harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And so there are times where I'm like, I don't want to show everything to every, like, I just want to like be quiet in the corner. And it's like this, but, but part of, I think living out, um, the call on my life, if that's what you want to call it is I think those times of surrendering just go, I'm going to serve people with what I can do. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my mindset. Well, the thing that's fun again, like I'm, I'm, distant from you guys. And I just see what you put on the internet. And so uh, on my mm -hmm. side, it looks like, uh, you guys, like one day you're like, Hey, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. I'm going to be uh, an actor. And, and then it's like, yeah. it happened, but there's so many, like, yeah. so for you, Adam, like, it's just like you were following those doors that were open. And for you, Chris, it was that, uh, you just felt like you needed to take that next step out. And, mm -hmm. um, it's cool to see that there's so many layers behind it and it's not just like a, a snap decision and you're oh, yeah. out and doing things. Um, and, and I would also say too, it was like for, from, from me, it wasn't just like, all right, I'm dropping everything I've done in the past. And now I'm going to start this whole new life as an actor comedian. I the plan was I'm going to do, you know, freelance video production. Like I'm going to do what I have to do to provide for my family. Um, and I, my whole mindset was like, it'll probably take me two years to make any money on social media. Like that's kind of where my mind was like, I'm just going to commit to posting regularly on social media. And then I'm hoping by in two years, I'll be able to make some money. And it just happened way faster than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, so it wasn't like this, like, I'm just going to decide to do this. And then I did it. It was like, I'm going to be wise about it and try to take wise steps. And then God, in my opinion, God just accelerated it. That's cool. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So the, um, all right. So this is a side question. I didn't uh, pre-plan this one. So if, if you guys are caught mm -hmm. off guard and don't want to answer it, that's fine with me, but mm -hmm. all right. So you guys, uh, you started off in kind of an insulated, uh, area. Uh, so working in a church, like you, you absolutely know your audience, you know what you're making. Um, mm -hmm. how does it feel like putting yourself out there on display, putting your creativity into the world and maybe not always getting the uh, response that you're used to in like such an insulated environment. What is that? Was that weird? Because like, even like just for myself, like this is my first foray into uh, putting a little bit of myself out into the world. And so uh, it's been fun and scary and crazy and everything in between. But what was, what was that like for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely re relate to that. I um, that was something I hadn't really anticipated um, as being as difficult as as it has been. I, like you said, I'm used to 
the people I'm performing for know what I'm about, know, you know, where my heart is. And so to see people interact with some of the things I was putting out and reading into things that I wasn't saying or taking a joke in a direction that's like, I never intended it to go that direction was just really disorienting, I think, for me. And it just, it was, it kind of scared me and it, it made me feel like, like with my Pastor Bobby character, you know, in my, like, from my viewpoint, I'm laughing at ourselves. Like, it's like, yeah. our pastors like this. It's this good kind of hearted, hey, you know, have a chuckle about, you know, but then there's people that are interacting with it. Like, this guy gets it. He's taking down religion, <laughs> you know, and, like, and it's like, that's not really my perspective, but okay. And that's what you, you know, that's how you're interacting with it. And so just as like this, what did I create? Oh my God. You know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. And I, I, I just, it finally had to come to a place of like, I'm going to be misunderstood. And that's yeah. just a part of the game. And coming to peace with that has, has helped tremendously. But at the beginning, that was a really challenge, a big challenge for me. Uh, for maybe those who are listening and don't know the Pastor Ravi character, he's like a like super stereotypical pastor character. Uh, yeah, the videos like, seem like You're like a chicken nugget is like our, our relationship with uh, sin <laughs> or something. I don't know. Ooh, um, that's good. Yes. <laughs> that's hey, a little man. Southern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I can see how that's so weird uh, putting something out and like people who have no concept of you you're like down with the patriarchy and it's like no i was just eating a chicken nugget adam was it weird for you like kind of putting yourself out there that way i i think it was actually pretty refreshing for me i i think this is gonna sound offensive but i get to say it because i worked at a church for a long time the bar is low in the church world when it comes to performing we were really blessed and lucky to be at a church that had a very high bar, mm -hmm. but you still, as like you were saying, you are in this insulated sort of environment mm -hmm. where people kind of came to love us so much because we were, we were their guys. Like mm -hmm. they, they loved us. They loved it when we, you take the stage. Oh, this is going to be funny or, Oh, this is going to be a good story mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And while that is really handy, it's a, it can be a little bit of a ha handcuff because it, it can, for me, I found myself at times not pushing as hard as I have to now. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. because, just because of the way that the arts are in the church. And so now yeah. I feel like I have like, like it's, it, if I have a win, like it's like, it's 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 significant in a different way, and I and I really don't mean to minimize the power of uh, performing in a church because I I do value that, and I perform in churches all the time. But there's something about like putting your stuff out there for the world to see yeah. and creatively judge. And and I'm not talking about trolls. I'm just talking about am I connecting with people? And so yeah, whenever sure. I have a video do really well, or even a joke at a comedy club or whatever yeah it, it's a it's a different kind of satisfaction because i'm mm -hmm. just like okay i'm like I'm, I'm reaching people in a different way and they didn't just walk in here loving me from the beginning yeah so mm -hmm. that is that's you know that's that's a different kind of success and so i i really like that yeah it's it's there's just so many options now 
that um, if like, if they don't like you just click to the next one, but like for somebody to connect with what you're doing, that's, that, that does sound cool. Like you've, you've really done something. (laughs) If you can get somebody to breathe out of their nose heavily at their phone for a second, that's, (laughs) that's a big deal sometimes. So, and honestly bring somebody joy in our crazy world. Yeah, Yeah, it's, It's a big deal too. All right. One last question. And this is completely off of comedy performing all that stuff, but you guys have been friends now for, I'm guessing 15, 20 years. Is that, is that fair? Gosh. Did you guys like each other in the beginning? I think it was like, wasn't it early two thousands? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Because you tried out for the drama team. That's, I feel like how I met you, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? So you I think that's how, yeah, that's how we, I was the drama leader. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. 2001, like like, 2002, yeah, something like that. Like yeah. We're going 20 years. Chris, yeah. did you feel like, who's this kid coming out of my space? Uh, like no, kind of square we up at him? Doing, oh, <laughs> I was never was like, who is the Adam? savior of my uh, drama team? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do remember Adam did a funny thing where he, uh, after the tryouts, I don't know, you got my personal number somehow and you called as a character you were saying you were was it barry pilson you're you're a adam bush's bill agent Pil- bill yeah, pilson yeah bill pilson and you were you were basically trying to get me just to talking, pick adam to be talking to adam <laughs> talking adam up talking adam free job. Well, not adam okay, guy he's, he's really got the stuff hey, i like to imagine he's like fantastic listen that adam guy he's really yeah. got the stuff sees yeah he's got the got the yeah, whole yeah. thing you yeah that's bill pilson's voice adam Oh yeah, I was like, "Hey, Chris Bush, Bill Pilson here." <laughs> Bush, he's aces. Am I right? Why don't you give him a call? He deserves a shot. This is such a dumb voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that for you guys. So <laughs> you guys have a lot of history, and um, you worked yeah. together for a long time. And uh, sometimes, uh, if you make a friendship in a work environment, uh, then you're work friends. But it seems like mm-hmm. uh, number one, uh, you guys have built a lasting friendship like long enough that uh, even after you're in different workspaces and uh, and all that, that you're still number one friends. But like number two, you're friends enough to start a podcast together and and wanting mm-hmm. to be together. So what what is it about your friendship, or what are you looking for in those? Like, because I feel like a lot of times as adults, it's hard to find those like good, meaningful friendships. So what is it about your guys friendship that's keeping you guys going? There's also a third spoke to this wheel. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Hornstein is, a, is kind of a third a piece of our, of our friend yeah. dynamic, but of our I Trinity. would say, I think our Trinity, <laughs> <laughs> I think it is, I think it probably first starts with, an understanding and, and knowing that we need friends in our life. Uh, and I think sometimes we think, ah, we'll be, I'll be fine. And so, so I think just kind of going, I, I, I can't do this by myself. I, I don't want to do this by myself. Um, you know, and that, that's probably the starting point. I would say Adam is a huge part of our lasting friendship just because he is so good at, maintaining relationships and 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 continuing to reach out and and he's always seems to be aware somehow of hey we haven't talked in a while i should you know i'll give you a call and all that kind of stuff so i feel like i feel like adam is the one who has been a huge driving force in 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 keeping us as close but um yeah you just the older you get the more you realize like you just don't have people in your life that you have 20 years of history with 
Yeah. Um, you don't just come around people like that all the time. And so Adam and Gary, and then, um, just the fact that we've worked a long time together and or have similar interests and all that kind of stuff, I think it just helped us to make space for that and, and value that. And, and we've got a, like a, a weekly meetup that's kind of basically just like a little small group that uh, we've been doing that for what, two, three years now. Yeah. Every, it's just yeah, like, since, we just, yeah. every Monday it's on the schedule, you know, things get busy, but we show up and we're, we talk and communicate. So I, I, I you know, it's not, it's not complicated, but it's not easy, I guess is maybe the way it's, yeah. it's pretty simple, but yeah, it sounds like you guys just have built in intentionality into relationships and that seems to be a driving factor. Would you agree with that, Adam? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And does. And I also think it's important to be aware of the people in your life who keep, who keep popping up, um, in, in unique situations. Like, you know, Chris and I, we both loved, storytelling and that's kind of how we sort of became friends at the beginning. But then, um, after, you know, we worked together for a long time, uh, we both fell into the situation where we were leaving our jobs and getting into comedy. And I think Chris and I could do this separately, but I, I think especially the older you get, you get, I think it's important to be like, to notice when you are on the same trajectory as something or when there's some sort of commonality there. And so yeah. to be like, uh, just like, Hey, you know, just <laughs> give mental assent to the fact that like, we are doing the same thing. Should we yeah. maybe like, cause we don't have to have a podcast together. I mean, it is beneficial for both of us, but like, I, I think, I think whenever you find things like that in your life and people like that in your life, yeah. then it is your responsibility to say, this person is supposed to be in my life. And so I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we stay connected. And it isn't, it isn't um, complicated, but it is hard. We have kids and a life and bills and a mortgage and I'm on this, you know, it's, it's, but it's as simple as like, I'm out traveling. I need somebody to open for me. Like, why wouldn't I call my best friend yeah. to come do it? Um, and I can't tell you how many times I've called Chris and be like, will you please? <laughs> I know you got all these Steven Steven videos. You can do them in the hotel room. Please come with me. Or like, like Gary's not performing. Like, will you please come with me? I will pay for you to come with me. And and I, I, I think there are too many guys, especially that I meet or when I was a pastor that would say, I just don't have any friends. And I really, really believe it came down to intentionality. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that there, I, I think there is something to asking God for friends. I think that it doesn't come naturally for everyone. And so I think that's a good first step. But then I also think if you want a friend, be a friend to someone. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I'm doing when I'm, you know, I am the one in the group that texts everybody. Like I've texted these guys probably seven times today with no response and it's fine. <laughs> that's my, that's my responsibility. Chris, get it together, man. <laughs> I was in a meeting all day today. Yeah, it's, exactly. It sounds yeah, likely. Excuse. Sounds yeah. likely. No. The yeah. um, actually, so uh, as you were talking, it reminded me of uh, a story that I heard a long time ago. It was um, actually we were talking about Steve Martin and Martin Short earlier, and but it put a mm-hmm. new light on it. Uh, uh, Martin Short was talking about how seriously, like he loves how serious Steve Martin takes comedy, and um, mm-hmm. he was saying that uh, that. 
uh, Steve Martin would call Martin short like months before he would be on the tonight show running jokes by him. And like, I always just thought it was cool that he had like the commitment to his craft that he was always thinking Mm -hmm. about like what his next appearance was going to be or what he could do on X, Y, and Z. But I, I never put it in the context of friendship before that he had that friend Mm -hmm. that he could call to like, to help make it better. And I just think it's cool that like you guys have that for each other. You have it uh, with, um, Oh yeah with the third spoke as well, the third Trinity. Um, and, um, but it's cool that you guys have those people that you can bounce things off of and that you have a friendship that, um, you got a couple of things that are heading in the same direction. And so you can bounce things off of each other and, and help each other along and just make yourselves and what you're doing better. So it's uh, kudos for finding that friendship guys. You're you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There's there's one question on the podcast. We like to ask everybody and uh, you're on the podcast, so you got to answer it. And it can be as serious as um, you are uh, learning uh, the the deepest thing ever, or it could be as simple as you're learning how to make macaroni and cheese uh, in the microwave. But what's something you're learning right now? Let's start with uh, Chris. Mm. Um, Man, I'm learning just um, live performance. Hmm. Um, all, most of my background in doing live performance has always been sketches and, you know, doing characters and things like that on stage, which I absolutely love. But, but what I'm, what I'm trying to learn, um, right now is, is more in line how to merge like my characters and my stand up together hmm. to create a more compelling live performance. That's really what I, where my focus is right now. So, yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Adam? I think the easy answer is probably I'm learning how to write jokes better. And <laughs> that's pretty, pretty uh, constant. But I think what's more interesting or more helpful for people is I'm learning how to say no <laughs> to opportunities. Um, obviously, you know, the old adage is true. If you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Well, <laughs> It can be really easy when you work in this field to say yes to something that ultimately means you're saying no to your family. Hmm. And I have a responsibility to work and take care of my family financially, but I also have a responsibility to be a good husband and father. Hmm. And um, I uh, hopefully am learning the older I get to take every um, request or opportunity like individually into account and say, if I say yes to this, what am I going to be saying no to? If it's something Mm. else professionally, usually that's okay. There's kind of a balancing act there. But if it is a no to my family, then it's, and I I really want to scrutinize it to make sure that ultimately it's beneficial for my family because I'm not looking to be filling stadiums up of people coming to see my stand up and to lose a relationship with my kids and my wife. Like that is not an option. And I will say that comedy is not pro family. And that's Mm. pretty easy to see just by looking at any comics life. I believe that I am called to do this, but I do not believe that it is at the cost of my family. And so that is something that I journal about pretty regularly. And I talk to my wife and we have hard conversations. And I unfortunately have made the mistake too many times of saying yes to something that was at the cost of my family and they ended up carrying the boulders. But my hope is the older I get, 
the, the closer I will get to um, making the correct decisions there. That, that is super deep and insightful. Good job, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's uh, if I I've messed up that one more times than I can count. And I Most have, guys have. Yeah. And so all of us have. Um, but sounds like you've got to figure it figured out, you jerk. So just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't have my wife on the podcast. Uh, actually, uh, next week we're having her on. That's incredible that you had mentioned oh, that. Oh, yeah, she's great. Um, so, all right, this is the last round of the podcast, and I, I call it the common ground round. And um, it is a round where we see if we're like each other. And so, uh, you guys got your your three by five cards and your markers there. Um, and so I'm going to ask you guys five, this or that style questions. We'll do them one at a time and, uh, you have to pick one. Uh, there's no third options. Um, and let's just see if we're like each other. Sound good. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah, All right. That's it. great. All right. So, um, this is, I'm just, I'm not even going to give the qualifier. Would you rather watch the rock or Vin Diesel? Oh gosh. Again. And these are all over the place questions too. Um, Okay. All right, let me know when you guys are ready. Oops. Writing. This is great. Everyone's get to gonna get to see Adam's foo foo handwriting. <laughs> Calm it down. Here it we go. This is Here an audio podcast. Uh, it's good. we're gonna throw it on the YouTube. Here we go. Three, two, one. I put the rock. What do you got, Adam? What do you got, Chris? The rock. The rock. And I can. Oh, it's you got Vin Diesel there. Did you not put Diesel or a, I couldn't figure out how to spell it either? That's that's a, we're on a first name basis. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> you and old Vin there. What uh, what about the the Vin does it for you there? Is it the pacifier? The movie? Well, you is know, that? I was going to put the rock. I was going to put the rock. I was going to put the rock. But then I realized I love Marvel so much and Vin Diesel mm. plays Groot. And so I'm I'm I've watched I've watched so much more of Vin Diesel's work. So. Yeah, okay. the Dees. Wow. So, uh, Chris, am I to understand that you are betraying Marvel and are a DC fan? Is that what happened I, he there? Doesn't care. The rock he doesn't know what's going on me. Marvel. I don't. <laughs> kind of true. Uh, what was it? The uh, no, what is the movie? The Rock. Oh, um, Jumanji. Oh, I thought that solid was solid yeah, yeah. So that's where I was. That's where I went with the Rock. I also would have accepted. You know, I'm the the rock as I, I the 90s movie Williams. with nicholas cage what oh that jumanji Wait, uh the rock it was a bad joke oh. never mind but yeah jumanji great movie <laughs> yeah chris no one's thinking what? about the rock when they think about jumanji that's a robin williams problem no, no, i'm 100 percent in agreement with that but it, the, the the question was not jumanji the question was the rock and so i got two jumanjis through the rock amen that sounds good <laughs> okay. oh man i'm am i this might be the end of your guys friendship on this i'm really sorry guys if this is gonna drive a wedge between you guys oh no all right no, so no, no. uh all right next one we are going with uh fast food w's would you rather have whataburger or wendy's Oof. i got mine written down you guys got yours here we go. Three, two, one. I want Whataburger. What do you guys got? Wendy's, Wendy's. and I think that's Whataburger. Your handwriting's hard to see there. What does it's that Wendy's. say? Wendy's. Wendy's. Oh no! What are you guys picking Wendy's for? You know what? I like the Wendy's fries. 
I, I it's been they're very good. Many that's true. Many moons and since I've had Wendy's, but uh, I like their fries. My deal is I went to Whataburger like maybe six months ago or a year ago, and it uh-huh. was not a great experience. Yeah, I went to Whataburger last week, and it was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got a dumb thing that uh, most of my life, uh, my family, uh, my extended family lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And so, and we lived in uh, South Florida. And so we would get to go to Texas like once a year. And in that once a year, we'd always go to Whataburger. And so Whataburger is Christmas food to me. So like people normally eat like ham and turkey. I get it. Give me a a Whataburger. It's a good time. So. I get it. I get it. I mean, that's what, you know, in and out burger is for me. Like, you know, when I'm traveling oh, or yeah. something and you get to go to in and out, it's like amazing. Oh, yeah. That's true. People who live around one are probably like, oh, it's average. Yeah, it does the trick. All oh, right. No. So keep it moving yeah. here. Um, all right. This one's a strange one as well. Would you rather become as tiny as an ant or as tall as a giraffe? So you could be Ant Man or the oh, big gosh. version of Ant Man. Um,. I've, I feel like you guys are both perplexed right now and upset at me. I'm trying to think for... of a good reason why. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. All right. Here we go. I put ant. What did you guys put? Oof. They got giraffes giraffe. and tall as a giraffe. What we? Yeah. I am not like you guys. Apparently, we are what, not. Why are you guys going giraffe? Here. What's going on? I'm five five, man. I've been small my whole life. I'm ready to be taller. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got a short king here. I'm okay. six two. I'm six two, so I'm you're used to the tallness a little bit, not like crazy tall, but I just wouldn't. I think I'd rather be looking down on everyone as opposed to looking up at everybody. My thought is, <laughs> I had the thought I could be like the magic school bus, and I could get in a little submarine. Uh, and I could oh, I could go inside your body and I could save your life. I could fight for you uh, on the inside. It's kind of gross. Some of that was gross. That is kind of gross. Know. Yeah, well, I when, I am, when I'm pulverizing your kidney stones, don't come crying to me, all right? So, there we go. Man. I, I saved a serve. life. You just wanted to look down on people, so you should feel bad about <laughs> yourselves right now. That's it. <laughs> all right, so uh, actually, we, uh, we were talking about french fries a second ago. Uh, it's a french fry question. Would you rather go regular french fries or sweet potato fries? I feel like I've asked you guys some pretty hard hitting questions and this is the one that hit you the hardest today. (laughs) Mm. It's potato P-A-T-A-T-O, right? Uh, Nobody cares. No one knows for sure. Yeah, this. Okay. Everyone listening now knows that Chris does not know how to spell potato. uh, Here we go. Three, two, one. I went sweet. What did you guys go? We got a regular and and sweet. Yes. I've finally been joined again. Yeah. That, we did it. That's a, a win no matter which way you, you do it. Adam, are you not a, a sweet potato fry fan? Or are you just... No, uh, I love them. It's just... Um, I love Chick-fil-A <laughs> fries, steak fries, Wendy's Ooh. fries. There are more There are more regular fry options out there, let's be honest. That's that's on me. That's I didn't true. think through it. You could still get a um, sweet potato waffle fry. So... I feel slightly vindicated by that. I actually, I, now I will say, I hate sweet potato waffle fries. I'm not a, not a big fan of those. Wow. I just you like heard it here first, folks. Sweet potato fries, but yeah. Hot take. Hot wow. take. Hot take. Don't cancel me. Um, <laughs> tough stuff here. All right. This is the last one. All right. Um, you okay. guys are both professional uh, gentlemen. And so, would you rather an accidental 
uh, CC or uh, accidental reply all on an email. Accidental carbon copy or accidental reply all. Mm. Here we go. You guys ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. I put reply all. What did you guys do? We got a CC. We got a CC. Look at you guys. You guys are just teaming up on me. I think you got some like secret, uh, the secret thing figured out there. You just want to. We're in the same room. Actually. Oh, yeah. okay. That makes sense. You guys are in sign language. Oh, man. Maybe one of these days I will be a little bit more like you guys and uh, just CCing all over the place there. Just keep, just keep working at it. Just keep working. Yeah. One of these days. I'll keep, uh, I'll keep my finger on the pulse there. All right. So uh, for people that are listening today that uh, maybe this is their first time hearing from you guys and they want to uh, get to know you a little bit better or uh, follow along with your comedy, uh, what are great places for them to follow you? Let's start with you, Adam. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Facebook, Twitter, at Hey Adam Bush, and I post all of my clips there. You can watch my special on my YouTube. You can go to my website, HeyAdamBush.com, and uh, sign up for my email list, and you'll know when my drive bar special is coming out, which is in the next few months. That's awesome. All right, what about you, Chris? So, ChrisMunchComedy.com is my website. On all the socials, Chris Munch Comedy. Um, I do uh, personalized messages as my characters. If you want me to say you know, happy birthday or happy Valentine's day as Steven, you can find all that stuff on my website or on, on my, uh, on my website or click the link in my bio on my social media stuff. So yeah, Steven Stevens is something special. If, uh, if you're listening, he's, a, he's I put yeah. my full weight behind Steven Stevens, a character. You have the uh, Mike Burns seal of approval there. Well, guys, thank you yeah, so much great. for doing this. Thank you for being on. Maybe you're like me. And uh, for those of you listening, thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for having us. We did it. Bye.